Hello and welcome to another episode of Where's This Going? Before we get into it today, I want to remind you to please go check me out on YouTube. On my YouTube channel, you can find by searching my name, Felix Levine, on YouTube. You can find all clips to every single podcast. You can find the podcast in their full video versions and a whole lot more. Please hit that subscribe button. It very much helps. And also, I remind you to please check me out on Instagram at Felix.Levine and on Twitter at Felix Levine, as well as my website, Felix-Levine.com, where you can find all info about myself and the show. I also want to give a huge shout out to my sponsor, U.S. Wellness Meats. In today's world, eating healthy takes effort. You walk through the grocery store aisles and you are surrounded with processed foods, chemical additives, preservatives, fillers, flavorings, etc. Is it any wonder Americans are facing growing health concerns? Well, my friends over at uswellnessmeats.com offer 100% grass-fed beef, lamb and bison, wild-caught seafood, pasture-raised pork, and free-range poultry. And those are just some of the foods available at U.S. Wellness Meats. At U.S. Wellness Meats, the owners are the farmers themselves, and they are the choice of championship sports teams, professional athletes, trainers, and families like yours all over America who are simply looking for nutritious and delicious food. Use promo code PODCAST, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to save 15% off your next order at uswellnessmeats.com today. I also want to give a huge shout out to my friends over at Odd Socks. Odd Socks, stand out and be odd. They offer some of the best quality socks in the game at the most affordable prices. They offer socks with all of your favorite athletes, actors, cartoon characters, and even ones with different foods and beverages on them. And if you're feeling classy, you can also check out their Basics line, which feature premium, stylish socks at a very affordable price. Check out oddsocksofficial.com today. That's O-D-D-S-O-X, official.com, and use my promo code WTG20, and you will receive 20% off your next order. And on orders of $50 or more, you also get free shipping. So if you head on over, you get $50 or more of socks, you get some free shipping, and then you tack in my code WTG20, and you will receive an extra 20% off your order. That sounds like an absolute deal to me. Go check them out today. And my next guest is one of the baddest women on planet Earth. She is one of the best strawweights in the women's division of the UFC. She is not only a fantastic fighter, she is also a fantastic mother. Please welcome the ever-inspiring Michelle Watterson. And we're live with Michelle Watterson. Thank you, Michelle. I know you're uh, you're in camp. You're busy all the time, but I, I do really appreciate you taking taking the time today. Of course, I, I appreciate you wanting to reach out. So, as I told you just a few seconds ago, I don't know if there's a little something. Maybe um, I know you've done a, a bunch of interviews in your lifetime. Uh, there's maybe like a little something, maybe a a little hobby that you have that no one knows about. A little activity, a little fun fact that you maybe could think of. 
I know that's kind of hard because I am pretty much an open book. I, um, I, I pretty much share my whole life with, with anybody who cares to listen. <laughs> um, I don't know. Honestly, I, I love, I, I love binge watching Netflix when I have the time to just chill and relax. I'm not too good at, um, I don't mind uh, washing and drying my clothes, but I'm not too good at folding them and putting them away. So you'll find piles of clothes <laughs> <laughs> when you come to my house. Uh, yeah, um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the neatest person, especially when I'm in camp. I guess that's probably something. I don't know. You might know that about me because the cameras have been here so many times. <laughs> exactly. So speaking, you're in camp right now. Um, we've got the big April 11th fight uh, in Portland against uh, Carla Esparza. How is, uh, how is camp going so far? I mean, you know, we still got, uh, what is it, around seven weeks out, maybe six weeks out. Um, how are you feeling? Health? Uh, are you feeling in shape? How are you, how's it going? You know, everything's amazing. I really do feel, I feel great for this, this fight camp. Um, yeah, this first week fight camp, and we, we, you know, we hit it hard. And it's good because I've been, you know, staying active throughout my off time and, and continuing to, to work and actually, you know, spent a week out in Chicago working on my wrestling and, um, just continuously working on my boxing. Those are the two things that, um, the two areas that I know that, um, if I just improve those that, um, you know, sky's the limit. And so we've just been working at, you know, just kind of a hacking away at the, the things that we need to, to get better. And so, so I want to take you back a little bit um, more in a chronological sense. Uh, I was rewatching you on on Rogan uh, just last night. Um, phenomenal, phenomenal interview. It's Rogan, of course, and you. So, so please check that out, listeners. Um, once you're done listening to this, but um, <laughs> one of the things that you kind of go into in in larger detail there, um, we don't have perhaps the time today, but um, just if you could give like a quick background of how you kind of even got into to, to MMA. I know you you come from a karate background. Um, and so just to give a, a very brief history of of that and then kind of that moment, uh, if you can think about it, where you realized, man, this is what I want to do with my life. This is this is my my, you know, this is my calling. Yeah. You know, martial arts has been a huge part of my life. It came into my life when I was um, a, a young teenager, you know, when <laughs> when um, the world is 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 so unforgiving and and and. Um, and, and you take everything to heart. And, and so um, martial arts is what gave me a voice. And I, I, I wasn't honestly sure what path I was going to take as a martial artist. I, I definitely wanted to get into the movies. I wanted to be a, you know, a, a superhero, uh, Power Ranger or, or Mortal Kombat character. Um, but when I become a young adult and I went to college, um, I just... I, I, um, I was, I was lost. And so my mom wanted to go to Thailand to visit family. My, my grandma wasn't that, uh, well. And so I, I went out with her, decided to take a break from college. And it was, it was in Thailand that I discovered a, a new passion for martial arts again. And, and it was the more combative side of it. And it, um, and challenged me in ways that, um, I hadn't been challenged in a long time. It reignited a fire in me. And, um, allowed me to explore a lot of the things that I, I feared and, and kind of forced me to face my fears. And I think um, in, in life, uh, anytime you, you force yourself to face your fears and, and to conquer, 
conquer those fears. Um, that's that's what it's all about, right? It's it's about uh, overcoming your fears, growing through those fears, and and becoming a better person. And each time, challenging yourself more and more. And so that's what fighting presented for me. And when I came back, I dropped out of college, and I and I and I decided to become a professional fighter. And what were what was your parents' reaction when when you told them I'm going I'm going to be a professional fighter and I'm dropping out of college? <laughs> you know, um, at that point, they just wanted me to be happy. They saw how uh, how miserable I was at school. I it, and it wasn't, you know, I was going to school full time and working full time to pay for some of my 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 student debt. Um, my grades are fine, but it just I was I was I, I, there was a glaze over my eyes, and I just I I, I was wandering aimlessly, you know, and. Um, it, they, they they could see that. And so they just said, you know, if this is your passion, you go do it and you do it all out so that it's it's worth it, whatever you decide to do. And there's something that I really like, um, even in, in the Rogan interview that you talked about and that you're touching on here, um, talking about being kind of like this feeling of walking uh, aimlessly and being a little lost in college, you know, personally, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in college right now. So, you know, you, you have those moments, um, you know, you, you wonder, what am I going to do? What am I, what's my purpose? What did you imagine, you know, if you weren't a fighter, what do you think you, you might be doing right now? Oh, for sure. Definitely something with martial arts. Um, like I said, it changed my life in, in more ways than one. And um, I, I can't thank my mentors and my, my coaches and my instructors enough for, for touching my life and inspiring me to, to, um, you know, to face my fears. But I just, it is, it's a very strange and scary um, place to be as a young adult because you're no longer under the constraints of your parents and you're kind of left to fend for yourself. But so, so you're an adult, but you're not really an adult. You're still trying to figure it out. And it, it is kind of, it's scary. What's a, what's a one thing that you wish you, that you now know, um, you know, seasoned veteran, but that you now, that you wish you knew maybe at, at 20 years old? Ah, you know, I think the the most important part is to embrace the journey. I think if if I would have told myself that younger and and just um and and it is what it is, you know, like you you'll go through the you'll go through the motions and you won't. Um, I, I think that's just how it's life is designed. You don't really take a moment to reflect until until you, you, you're already ahead, you know, it's like you, you, you sprint up the mountain and when you get to the top of the mountain, you kind of take, you take a moment to look back down at how far you've come. And, and, um, I think that's just what it is. I think when you're in the grind, when you're in the cut of it all, you feel like it's a never ending grind and you're never going to get to the top. Um, but, uh, the truth is when you do get to the top, when you do, um, you know, reach your goals. When you you do win those championship belts, the, the moments that flash in, in um, through your mind are the struggles. Mm. The struggles is what is is what adds depth and what adds character and what adds color to your life. And so, uh, I, I would say just to be grateful for the struggles because that is what is um, um, giving you character. And speaking of you know. Uh, embracing that grind and embracing those struggles. Um, you know, I mean, you were you were on a three fight win streak. The last fight didn't go your way, but so now you're here. You're 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 gonna you know co main co main spot to to bounce back. How do you kind of does your mentality change at all? Um, you know, coming off a loss uh, to you know how how do you make those adjustments? How do you kind of face those fears? I know on on Rogan, you even speak about. Um, sports psychology, therapists, stuff like that. Um, how does, uh, you know, Michelle Watterson approach a fight 
of this, you know, this is this is a big spot. Um, this is a big bounce box spot. The the UFC, it's very clear they love you. Um, they want to market you. You are marketable in so many ways, but you're also a fantastic fighter, and in, in, you know, in so many regards. So, for you, um, you know, what's your mentality going into this fight? Um, you know, when you get to 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 the level as as I have gotten, I think. The biggest thing to realize is that um, it, it really is a game of inches and um, you can beat yourself up for, for days and weeks and months on end because of um, things that didn't uh, pan out the way that you hoped and wished and trained for them to, to pan out. Or you can just let it go. You can let the wind take it and you can move forward. And 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 truthfully, I feel like I've, I've grown so much from from that experience. And and I, I don't take I, I only take positive from that fight. I mean, it, it broke my heart. I didn't go into the fight with the intention of surviving. I didn't go in the, into the fight with the intention of, of stepping inside the cage with one of the baddest women in the world, Joanna, so that I could fight for the belt. Um, and so um, I, I walked away with a, a, with a lot of lessons. I walked away um, with more confidence than anything, knowing that this is where I belong. And, um, you know, you just, it, like I said, again, it, it's a game of inches and, and you have, it, you know, every, like the stars have to be aligned. You know, you have, your training has to be on point. Your nutrition has to be on point. Your mind has to be on point. And, and it's easy to say that your mind is on point, but, um, it, it, it's, it's harder, um, done. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> because, and, and like, there just, there's just there's so much depth to, to, to your mind that you might, your, your mind might say one thing, but it's really thinking another thing. And you have to honestly and deeply and truly know what your mind feels and what you you know, because um, you can be lying to yourself in your mind and um, your mind always knows how you really feel. Do you have, um, I mean, because you're at Jackson Wink and you're at one of the best camps in the world, um, surrounded by some of the best fighters in the world, um, do you guys have these these conversations ever about like the mental aspect. I mean, you're there with John Jones, regarded as perhaps the greatest combat athlete of all time. Holly Holm, I mean, you know, straight killers. Um, do you guys ever have these uh, kind of more mental or psychological conversations? I do, you know, and they kind of just happen organically. I think with when I talk to John, um, something that really like sticks out to me when I talk to him about any type of mental strength is the um, the amount of faith that he has in his greatness, you know, um, he is just, and he's, he's asked me that, um, before, um, do you have faith? Do you have faith? Do you? And, and, and I took that as, you know, like how deeply do you believe in, in your greatness, you know? Um, and so he's just so concretely confident in who he is and what he is and what his purpose is that it's, he's unshakable. You know what I mean? And, and, um, it's kind of very similar with Holly. I, I, I go on, I remember going on a run with Holly when she was getting ready to fight, um, Rhonda. And I mean, everybody, all the, all the, you know, advice givers and all the, um, you know, people with their comments and, and their fears came out the woodworks and, and they would, they would talk to Holly. Oh, like, you know, are you, are you ready to fight Rhonda? She's, you, you gotta be careful for her arm bar. She's on a streak. She's at the top of the on top of her game, blah, 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 blah. And I could see where that could 
mess with somebody mentally. And I remember kind of talking to Holly about it on our run. And she kind of, she said, you know, for a while it bothered me until I realized when people were talking to me about, um, about Rhonda, that it was just their own fears projecting, you know, outward. Mm -hmm. And she said, I'm not afraid, you know, um, I'm not, I am like, it was just like that simple. She was, she was not afraid to go up against Rhonda. And she said, and, and, and so whatever anybody else has to say, you know, it, it has nothing to do with her own, you know, her own skills and her own abilities. And, you know, I thought that was really powerful, especially um, in, in the day and age that we live with, with technology and, and the, the power of influence that a stranger can have over, you know, professional athletes. A hundred percent. And, uh, and it kind of showed uh, against Rhonda in Australia back, uh, back a few years. And now we're going to take a quick break to talk about one of my favorite sponsors of the show, Manscaped. If you've been a regular listener of the show, first of all, I thank you. But second of all, you have definitely heard me talk about Manscaped quite often. And I've always talked about the Lawnmower 2.0 as one of their main products. However, today I'm excited to talk about the 3.0. If you use the Lawnmower 2.0, it's an easy transition because it's the same replacement blade with a new and improved skin safe technology. When I tell you this is premium, I mean absolutely premium. The battery will last you up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. One of the coolest new features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a rapid charging dock powered by USB. If you are listening to me speak right now, which I greatly appreciate, you are one of the first people to hear about this life-changing product, and I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim all of that nasty stuff away, and you can do all of that using promo code WTG at manscaped.com. When you use that promo code, again, that's WTG, you will receive 20% off and free shipping on your next order at manscaped.com. I'm telling you people, that 3.0 is legit. They sent it to me, and it's right next to my computer on my uh, on my desk, so I highly recommend it. Let's get back into it. Another, I want to want to take a, a quick pivot. Um, one of the things that, one of the main, a huge reason why so many people love you is not just because you're a great fighter, is also because um, for a lot of women and a lot of men, you're you're a big inspiration on being a parent and being a mom. Uh, also while being a professional athlete. Um, but there's one uh, thing that you've talked about in the past that I think is is really um, inspiring and beautiful in a lot of ways is you talk about while you were, you know, pregnant, you were also a little bit depressed. I mean, you know, you couldn't get into, you couldn't fight, you couldn't do what you loved. Um, you felt like the people around you were getting better. Well, you kind of, um, you know, for, for say, a, a mom who's also a professional athlete, um, what pieces of advice would you give, would you give her um, on, you know, kind of facing those, those doubts of, will I ever be this good? Um, will I ever be able to compete again? And then also for you kind of, how did, where did you find that inspiration to, to get right back into it? I mean, you fought 10 months after, um, you became Invicta Atomweight, uh, you know, champion of the world. So, so talk a little bit about that time period and, and kind of what you reflecting on that, um, what it means for, for, for moms all over the world. Um, I, it is, it was a really scary moment for me. Cause I was, you know, I was 25. It was, 
um, you know, a, a fighter's career is very short lived to begin with. And um, it just at the time when I was fighting, it was still just even taboo for women to be fighting in general. Um, and so I remember being really afraid to tell my coaches and, um, you know, honestly, I think I, uh, I, I, I asked coach Jackson if I could, you know, have a meeting with him and, and talk to him. And I think he, he was like, you know, he was kind of off put cause he was just like, you know, peanut never wants to schedule a meeting. What's going on? Like he thought something, I don't know what he thought was what, what I was going to talk about. I, I remember sitting in the office with him and before I could even get a word out, just bawling and he, then he really started freaking out. He's like, what's going on, Peanut? And I just told him like, I'm pregnant, you know, and he, um, I was crying because I was scared to tell him. And he, uh, he was like, he looked at me and he's like, Peanut, that's great. You're going to be a mom. Like he was excited for me. And I, he was like, you're still so young. You're 25 years old. He's like, I promise you, I promise you, we will not let you fail. We will not let you fail. You know, this is your home. And you can be here while you're pregnant and you can be here afterwards. And, and that's just it. Like we'll make it, we make it work. You're still young. And, um, again, like it was just like those simple words. It was just like, he was excited. And then when he, when he showed me how excited he was, I, then I started getting excited. I was like, you're right. Like, I don't have anything. Like you guys got my back. And it was, it was the truth, you know, like they, you know, because it's not like I can continue to fight as I'm as as I'm pregnant, or, or I was actually doing stunt work before I even knew I was freaking pregnant, mm. and so uh, all these things I had to just kind of put on the wayside, and it was a really stressful time in our in our lives. And you know, Josh, you know, buckled down and 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 made sure that we were financially secure, and and the coaches were always there for me and support. That you know, they gave me a job as a receptionist which was kind of bittersweet because I was in the gym all the time seeing all my friends, but I was seeing them train. And, um, and so, yeah, I think the roughest time really was when I was pregnant because I, 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 I felt like for, for a moment in my life, I didn't, uh, my body wasn't mine. You know, it was a vessel to, to, to grow this baby, which was a beautiful thing as well. It's just, it's kind of like, you know, it's just two different worlds tearing at each other. And, um, you know, as soon as I had Raya, um, there was a brief moment um, that I wasn't interested in fighting. Mm-hmm. I was so in love with her, and I just wanted to be at home with her. And I, I, I didn't. It didn't matter. I didn't care how much weight I had gained. I didn't care what anybody was doing in the fight world. I was just so in love with my new baby girl, and I would just like stare at her for hours while she slept. You know. Um, and I embraced that motherhood. And, and I think I, I would say probably three months after I had her, I started, you know, I started kind of getting that itch again, like, okay, you know, I'm a mother and I really did embrace that. Like, this is me, this is who I am now. And then I, I said, you know, there's still things I want to do with my life. There's still things I want to do with my career. And, uh, you know, Josh is the first one, my husband to tell me, that um, that I was meant for greatness and that I could do those things still and that we, whatever we needed to do, we were going to figure it out. Um, so I, I guess the, only, the biggest advice I would give to like any mother that is a professional athlete is to make sure that you have a strong team around you that is, um, is as dedicated um, to, to your 
to your dream as you are and who are willing to, you know, to, to go through that dream with you, to, to be a part of the team. And, and for you as an athlete and as a woman to understand that it does take a team, because I think that sometimes as a strong woman, we say that we could do it all. And, um, you just can't, you just can't, you know, it, 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 it truly does take a team, um, and it's team effort. And it wasn't from my husband, my mom, my coaches, my teammates, I swear, I, I walk into the gym and I would have car seat with my baby and the diaper bag in one hand, my purse and my gear bag in the other hand. And I just walk in, somebody help me open the door and I just drop everything down on the floor. And if a race started crying, one of my teammates that wasn't training would pick her up. Um, if she needed to get fed, I would go feed her and then I'd come back to training. It just, you know, um, my, my, my family, my, my family at home and my family at the gym came together to help me raise my little baby. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, wow. Uh, so, so speaking of, uh, then you get back into it and then you, you become Invicta FC Adam weight champ. You, that's your first mom champ title. Um, I know you're still pursuing your second, um, but describe that feeling. I mean, uh, you know, you talk about this wave of emotion sometimes when you kind of get to the top and you think of all the struggles. I mean, I could imagine you become, Invicta FC champ and then you are you thinking about I had a, I had a baby I mean I had training for years I mean what's going on in your head your daughters that I mean there's probably so much uh emotion talk about that that moment if you if you will I think the emotion like I said um it's funny how uh, you know how things work and how we hold on to memories because um I, you know, in, in times of victory and celebration, those moments are like so far and few between, I think, or at least we perceive them to be because we just don't recognize them as being something to hold on to. But uh, it was a moment for me that it was kind of like, um, it wasn't, it wasn't for anybody else. It was just, it was for myself. Mm. You know, um, and um, I think that was, I, I remember it, it being a, a really good back and forth battle. And I remember just, just telling myself, like, don't give up, don't give up, you know, just you push through, push through. And, you know, when I pushed through and she tapped, it, you know, the ref pulls us apart. I remember like, having my hand up and, and running around the cage and then just breaking down onto my knees and crying because it was just like, holy moly, all this hard work, you know, all this hard work for this exact moment. And I was just like, so, you know, overwhelmed by the moment. Um, and it was, it was, um, I think it was a, a proud moment for myself because I, because I did something that I didn't think I could do. Mm. Mm. I see. And so, okay, that's, uh, yeah, I, I, could only, I could only imagine the, the, the wave of emotion. And we're going to take another quick break because I want to talk about my newest and latest sponsor, Tushy. Everybody in this world poops, so Tushy is for everyone. Wiping with dry toilet paper does not always get you clean. But I have a question for you guys. If you got poop on any other part of your body, would you just wipe it off with dry paper? No, you probably wouldn't. Thankfully, my friends over at Tushy created a new and sleek bidet attachment that clips into your existing toilet and sprays your butt with the same exact water you brush your teeth with. 
It's not that nasty toilet water. It's that clean, fresh water. This Tushy Bidet is the best thing you can do for yourself. Tushy connects to the water supply behind your toilet and is super easy to use. The best part, it's that it's only $79 and it installs within 10 minutes. And even better, no plumbing or electricity is required. Go to hellotushy.com today. And when you use promo code WHERE, that's W-H-E-R-E, you will receive 10% off your next order. Again, go to hellotushy.com today, use that promo code WHERE, W-H-E-R-E, and you will receive 10% off your next order. And now let's get back into it. Since we're running, we're, we're running more towards the end, I want to, you know, you're, you're, you're at a, a great point in your career right now. I mean, um, you know, what do you see? What's, I mean, I don't want to go too far ahead, but what do you see in life after fighting? What, what's Michelle Watterson in a, you know, post in a retirement life, whenever that is, hopefully in a, still many more years of, of strong <laughs> fights. Um, but do you, have you, have you thought about that yet? Absolutely. You know, and I think it's, it is very dangerous for a fighter not to think about that. It's, 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 it's twofold, right? Because you don't want to be one foot in and one foot out. That's dangerous for a fighter to be in because, because if you're not fully committed to, to training camp, if you're not fully committed, when you step into the octagon, you can get hurt. Um, and so, but it's also one of those things, like if you don't know what you're going to do and you're done fighting, fighting is short lived career and you're going to be left, you know, kind of just wandering aimlessly again because you you sacrifice your whole life every single second of your life to become the greatest fighter you can be and um that's what it is your whole life is fighting and then when you step into the that the 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 real world you're just like whoa none of this makes sense to me you know I, I and i i think a lot of professional athletes can relate a lot of um military can relate because it's pretty much it's along those same lines uh, but for sure martial arts will always be a part of my life I mean pursuing my black belt in jujitsu continuing to you know uh compete in in jujitsu and doing tournaments teaching I would love to teach and being able to just touch as many lives as I can through teaching and and um in, inspiring other young women I I, I I get DMs all the time for from amateur fighters, from from young girls who are in elementary school, middle school that are competing in jiu-jitsu tournaments and Muay Thai tournaments, asking me for advice. I would love to be that that mentor that can can shout out um, and shout out to them and, and give them advice and and be a mentor for them, be a sponsor for them, and and uplift these girls, not just girls though, like boys, you know, mothers, fathers. Um, and just kind of, kind of create a little community of my own. I'd love to get in movies and to um, the analyst side of of, of fighting. Um, there's just so many, uh, there, you know, the, the possibilities are endless. And and you know, at the moment, we we are working on doing all of those things. We have an app out right now that, um, at the moment, is just we have a six week program that is meant for people at home to work out, and it has nothing to do with martial arts. It's just it's just the at home workout that you can do anywhere, anytime, any place at home when you're traveling, when you're with your baby, um, or or you just want to get a good workout in your own garage. Um, and eventually, we're we're gonna add to that library of things. Yeah, uh, uh, we're we're doing lots of lots of cool stuff, and so I, I'm excited for the future. We're ready for it. We, you know, we're not gonna be we're not going to be caught off guard at all. Perfect. So you can find uh, Michelle Watterson on Instagram and on Twitter at the Karate Hottie MMA. 
Um, please tune in to her fight on April 11th in Portland. She is the co-main event. Michelle, you are, um, I, I first want to thank you so much for, for taking the time. I know you're, you're mid-camp, you're incredibly busy. So for you to take the time, uh, truly means the world. And you're, uh, I mean, for me, you're not just an inspiration to, to, to moms and to women, you know, to, to men and to fathers as well, um, that are listening and, uh, and I know, you know, if you're if you're ever in the New York City area in the next time, I'd love to bring you in studio at some point um, and to be able to meet you. And uh, and I'll be I'll be tuned in April 11th. I'll be rooting hard for you. And uh, and I truly appreciate the time. And last thing I was uh, I was on your social media last night um, and I saw that uh, your daughter's raising money for the Girl Scouts. So you can tell <laughs> you, you can tell her you can tell her I'll be buying some some cookies right after this. Um, and so, uh, and so, no, I truly appreciate the time and, uh, and I wish you nothing but the best. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I think it's, it's, it's amazing what you're doing, you know, spreading the word and just being able to get to know us, you know, on a, on a deeper level. And I think that's important, you know, I appreciate you. Thank you so much, Michelle. All right. Have a good one. Have a good one. See you. Bye.